What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm always meeting people. I had three dates last week. Really? I have a date this weekend. No, I've I've really met a lot of people online. And he said, yes, I went out with her. And he then just told her about our thing with you. Perpetually on the dating sites. Plus, I'm going on a first date and taking you with me. More dishing on dating. That's this episode, the final one of 2023 of Dating While Gray. The Grown Ups Guide to Love, Sex, and Relationships. I'm Laura Stasi. I'm like a lot of you out there. I say I want a romantic partner, but I'm not even attempting to date. With everything else I've had going on this year, That just seemed like too much work. So I'm seriously impressed when I hear from people like this woman. We're calling her Jean. Every date I've had in the last 20 years have all been people I've met online. Whether it's for casual dating or something more serious, Jean has found the online sites really valuable. She told me all about it. And as you'll hear, our respective dating track records is not the only difference she and I have. I was married for 28 years. I had a spouse that had issues with the truth. And when my children went to college, I finally left him and was on a number of dating sites and met quite a number of wonderful, wonderful men. And quite honestly, I was overwhelmed by all the attention after being in a faithful long marriage for so many years that I've had trouble committing because I just, I'm afraid of making another mistake. Mm. So I have stayed single. And when you say you're afraid of making a commitment or you've had trouble committing, you have... Actually, yeah, I'll take that back. I've been in about five relationships in, in the 20 years I've been single. 
for one reason or another, often I had more than one person who was very interested in me at the same time. And it made it very confusing for me to choose. And so I ended up not choosing, which is a decision in and of itself. So it's been complicated. Sure. So when you say relationships. I've been in five committed relationships. Committed. Um, mm-hmm. One last five years. Oh. One last um, three years. One last a year and a half. But the several lasted a year and a half. Uh-huh. So they were committed, but did you ever think, okay, these are going to be, I, I'm going to go the distance with this one particular person? Or Yes, actually, uh, two of them, the five-year person and somebody I lived with for two years, I both of those. So the five-year person, I broke up with him because he didn't want to live together. Oh, you want, okay. And, but, but that was a mistake. I wish I had not. Oh. Yeah, I reg- that's my big regret. And the two-year person actually left me. He was living here. Um, and he left me because he felt the person I had been with for, for five years that he still, that we still loved each other. A ghost in the house. So the five-year person, you were in a living apart together relationship, it right. sounds. Mm-hmm. And he was, and still is a great guy. And he's happily married now. Oh, darn it. <laughs> there are perks um, about living with someone, sharing your breakfast tea or snuggling or whatever it is. And he'd been burned in past relationships and didn't want to move in with me. So I broke up with him and met the guy I was with for two years. And when the, that guy wanted to move in with me, then the first guy finally was ready to move in with me. And I was very confused. You know what? I have to say, sometimes things, it's not only timing. It's just some things are meant to be and some things are not meant I to be. I just don't believe that. I do not believe things were meant to be. I think people make choices and sometimes bad choices. I think I made a bad choice by not being patient and just being happy for what we had. I'm a little sad to hear that you're not sharing my Pollyanna view. Um, <laughs> yeah. But does that mean you live with regrets? Yes, I do. Where are you today? Um, I know you've said that you're not, I mean, I'm assuming you're not looking. You're oh, not... I am looking. I mean, I'm always online. I have a very detailed profile. And I, I insist before I talk on the phone with anybody or text back and forth lightly that they comment on my profile. So they, I know they haven't just looked at the pictures and they've actually read it uh-huh. as I talk about what political group I support and I talk about not wanting people who are from a different political group and I'm very very clear about that and so I need to know people's politics before I talk to them it's in my profile and I make sure that I write back to them and I said so for whom did you vote I just that's no matter what they write they'll say I liked your loved your pictures or I loved your profile but they don't do anything specific then that's what I ask back. And then if they're in, <laughs> then I say, well, what else about my profile? I'm, I'm, I'm really clear about this. If they can't read my profile and comment on it, I don't want to waste my time with them. I will unmatch them so I don't give them a chance. And then right away, I say, let's go to FaceTime. 
because I want to make sure the person is who they say they are. I've never been scammed. If people don't want to talk to me face to face, right? Couldn't we text back and forth or can't we, um, can't we just talk on the phone? I say no. My profile's really, really detailed. You get no surprises. You know, we don't know chemistry. We don't know sense of humor, personality, but you know from reading my profile what my values are, what I want, who I am, how I spend my time, what my interests are. So maybe that's a reason that I meet a lot of people. Good for you. What do you want? One of my children's favorite books that I used to read to them when they were little was about a king. And the book ended, and they all lived in love and laughter forever after. And that's what I want. I want to live in love and laughter forever after, if I can find someone with whom to share that. Love and laughter forever after. Oh, such a better way of saying till death do us part, don't you think? I looked it up. It's from a children's book called Forever Laughter by author-illustrator Don Freeman. Fun fact, he's best known for his picture books about Corduroy the Teddy Bear. Oh, I remember reading those to my kids. Back to Jean. I checked in with her recently. Since our last conversation, she's gone on some more first dates, and some of those led to second dates. But there wasn't enough chemistry for any relationship to develop. Jean also told me she's FaceTimed with, quote, some interesting people in different cities, but neither of us seems to have the energy or interest to pursue something far away. I feel you, Jean. Here's another online dating story. And yet another fun fact, it involves two people I interviewed for this podcast. I'm athletic and want to do stuff like hiking and so on. So they're fairly straightforward variables. It's just when I think about the things I enjoy doing, it would be fun to be with somebody like that. That's the man we called Rob on the Great Expectations episode in the fall of 2022. These photos should be about you. They really should not have your friends. They should not have your family because they're not doing the dating. You are. And that's photographer Ann Moss. She gave us tips for being snaptastic on the Dating 101 episode. It aired two weeks after Great Expectations. Ann and Rob did not know they'd both been on the show until after they connected on a dating app. Ann emailed me about the coincidence and said they had a first date on the calendar. So, of course, I asked if I could come along, but not for the entire date. Come on, give me some credit. I made plans to talk with them individually at the restaurant, the first time before they met face-to-face, and the second time about halfway through their date. Hi, Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> How long did it take you to get here? Oh, I live close by, so he was very sweet to come to me. How long did it take you to get ready? That's a different story. <laughs> oh, maybe 45 minutes. <laughs> you haven't seen each other face to face, right? Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to be an observer. I'm going to just let you guys have your date uh, after, you know, but I'm going to pop in sometime mid-date. So let me ask you a couple questions from his profile. 
good age. I liked his pictures, um, what he had to say, and he responded right away when I reached out. You said you seem to have a lot in common. Well, just even initially, so he said um, he's into the cultural arts, that family was important, um, enjoyed getting out and about, liked cooking together. Um, I liked his height. And like I said, I liked his pictures. And then I actually listened to the podcast. <laughs> and I liked his voice. <laughs> so when you first reached out to him, you did not know he had, had been no on the podcast? Had no idea. And he just, when we started writing to each other, and he asked what my business was, I said I was in online dating. And he goes, oh, my God, I just did a podcast on Dating While Gray. And I, and I said, I did, too. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> so I thought, why not? tell Laura that we're both going to meet. And had no, I had nothing. I had not heard his podcast prior. So it was just too funny. And when he told me that he's doing this research for, for online dating, I went, we have to talk. You know, it just seems we're both outgoing, and why not? I always say to a first date, why don't you pick a place near you that you're comfortable with? So she got to. How long did it take you to get here? It was a mere 40 minutes of excruciating driving on a busy highway. Why Friday night instead of Saturday night? Because we met on Wednesday and it was the first available night. Okay. So first available, you wanted to get this done soon. You know, why wait if you want to be with somebody that seems interesting? Okay. Her profile. The usual positives, such as obviously attractive to me. Turns out she had a great profile interesting things that highlighted her strengths. How long did it take you to get dressed? Three minutes. Okay. When did you all make the connection, the Dating While Gray connection? I wish I could remember. I'm pretty sure I somehow brought it up that I had made this episode based on some of our back and forth texting. At some point she said, oh, I just interviewed with Laura Stasi. period. So you were texting on or off the app? Well, the usual transition is on the app for a while, and at the point at which everyone's comfortable, then you go to texting, just because texting's more normal. And then we switched to a phone call. No, we actually bypassed the phone call and went straight to, hey, let's get together. You're a good texter. Let's have dinner together. In app land, it sounds kind of quick. Absolutely. But we're both fairly uh, comfortable, confident people, I think, based on what I've seen so far. Okay, Rob's now alone at the outdoor table. I'm kind of hiding behind some bushes so they can't see me, but I can see. Anne's walking in. They're both smiling. Oof, big long hug. All right, let me go sit in my car for about 30 minutes, and then I'll check back in with them one-on-one. It's got chicken, it's got broccoli, rice, quinoa. Yummy, absolutely yummy. We both love the shrimp. And he did a good job selecting the wine. Oh, so you bought a bottle of wine. So tell me, yellow flags? None. No yellow flags? None. Green flags? A lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> tell me, tell me. <laughs> so easy to talk to. Love his voice, and I've told him that. Um, we both have the same love languages. We both are extremely outgoing. 
um, just have the same outlook on life. I mean, he's just been delightful. Absolutely. So the conversation seems like it's gone. Like, I've known this guy. And we didn't do any talking prior. I mean, literally, we met on Bumble two days ago, I think. And the fact that he was interested in meeting me right away was such a positive. And then doing this with you, that he was game, was just so fun that I, I'm just loving it. A very nice time. So I know it's very soon, very early, but do you have hopes or plans for this relationship? I do. <laughs> I mean, if I could say to him, don't date anybody else, <laughs> I would. I'm like extremely attracted, so comfortable. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been waiting a long time. I've been divorced for 15 years. I've been very picky. And this just kind of fell into my lap and has just been delightful, absolutely delightful. What'd you order? It was the Harvest Grain Bowl. Super healthy in the phase I'm in, super healthy school. So I want you to be really open with me. Are there any yellow or red flags? Uh, I would have to say distance and traffic is one, but that's not anything to do with her, needless to say. On my dating profile, I have limited myself to 20 minutes just because I figure if I go out to dinner and have some wine, being within 20 minutes is a good thing. Keeping in mind, of course, I have a car that drives itself, but separate from that. Okay. How about green flags? The green flags, attractive, fun, huge smile, outgoing, bubbly, and our personalities connect on all those levels. We're very similar in those ways. How's the conversation been going? It's certainly not hard. And one of the things that's interesting, I love to ask questions and I love to keep going. And people tend to respond by continuing to answer the questions. So consequently, she has spent a lot of time answering questions. Okay. I know it's early. You just met her. Do you have any hopes for how this might progress? Well, clearly we get along well and we have similar personalities and it would not be hard to spend a lot of time with each other. Uh, the idea of traveling a lot is not something that's a desire, but it can be overcome with personalities and friendship and so on. Uh, you know, her life is somewhat different living in a suburban environment and surrounded by friends versus mine living in a condo in an urban environment. So there's differences in our day to day, but We've been together for, you know, a short amount of time. You find those things out over time. Okay, so you're kind of taking a wait and see. Well, I can't remember the first time I was on a first date and said, this is the one. Wait, never. So it, just, it takes seeing somebody more times to have any sense at all of where you want to take it. Do you think you will see her again? Absolutely, we'll see each other again. Because from my view, you don't get to know somebody on a first date. You exchange all the stuff like kids and family and ex and so on. So the time you get to know somebody is sort of in the second date. Okay, so definitely a second date, and then we'll have to see if there's a third date. The word definitely applies to me. That would require her to say yes, too. That then is definite. Thanks, Robin Ann, for allowing us to tag along. So what do you think happened after we left that night? I found out. I'll let you know after the break.
Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DATINGWALLGRAY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. From what I saw and heard that night, Ben and Rob's first date was a success, and it seemed like they were both eager for a second one. I didn't want to interfere with the organic dating process, so after that night, I waited a few months before getting back in touch. I started with Anne, and I asked her what happened after we let them be. We finished eating, and then he said, would you like uh, a nightcap? And so we both had. Um, a nightcap liqueur to share, and we shared a dessert, which was very yummy. Um, he was very courteous. He paid the bill. But there was one comment he had made during the dinner towards the end where it was very complimentary during the date. And then at the end, he said, you're going to make somebody very happy. I felt that was like a backhanded slap that, thank you. You know, I kind of said, thank you. <laughs> and then said to myself, yeah, but not his. I was a little surprised then that he had agreed to go on a second date. So when did the idea of a second date come up? Well, when you had asked us if you'd be willing to go on a second date. And so after, since you interviewed me first and then you interviewed him, he sat down and he said, I want a full disclosure. I told her, yes, I want to see you again. And I said, great, because I want to see you again, too. 
So then to have that comment come up later, I don't know if there was something said that changed his mind, but um, walked to our car, well, walked to the parking lot, looked to see, I said, my car's here, he said, his car's there. Hug, quick little kiss. The fact he didn't walk me to my car was another. He did send a note that evening. I really enjoyed meeting you, having dinner. But in the back of my mind, somebody that says they wanted to go out again on a second date generally will see like the next day, how are you? Like they would want to keep the momentum going. I had heard about this exhibit by a Japanese artist at the Hirshhorn. It's this thing with balls and mirrors and stuff. And so he goes, that's great. Let's do that. So we decided on a Tuesday, you had a call in advance to get the tickets. He got on immediately at noon to get the tickets. He was excited that he was able to get us two tickets. So we just said, got the tickets. Let's meet at two at the gallery. Okay. He had said that he wanted a second date and he brought it up. But then it sounds like, do you feel like you were making the effort to try to figure out what that second date was going to be? Yeah, it was more so, yeah, that it was more obligatory. Mm. It was raining. And so I said, okay, I'll take the metro down and I'll meet you there. Uh, he arrived a little bit later than I did. And um, it was, it felt more like a friend. We walked around and then we had fun chatting about art and so forth. Um, I still find him a very intriguing and very sweet guy. And then at one point he says, oh, did you tell Laura that we're having the second date? I said, yeah, because she already, I mean, no, because she already knew we were. Because, well, you know, some people always don't follow up on a second date. And I went, no, she knew we were going to. He goes, good, because then we'll be able to, to just put an end, you know, kind of close this out, kind of basically. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know if you use the word close it out, but he certainly said, good, then that'll be like at the end, you know. So it sounded like he was doing this as an obligatory, he said he would and wanted to be the good guy. And yes, we went out again. The end. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that because I wanted it to be as natural as possible. I know. I don't want to sit there as part of your conversation. I want to hear your honest thoughts at the beginning and at the middle, and then I'll follow up with you individually at the end. But you felt like maybe he thought, okay, why not? I do want to meet her. Okay. So how did that second date end? Um, He's like, you know, I've got, um, I got to get my get to my car. I think we got enough time to grab something to, to drink. And the first Sean has a little cafe type thing. So they gave him his drink first and he went and sat down and had to wait for mine. And then I went and sat down. We chatted a little and then he's like, okay, I need to go. Can I call you later? I said, that'd be great. He goes, you, since you don't need to leave right away, he goes, why don't you finish your drink? You stay. So I just casually finished my coffee. <laughs> so it sounded like he didn't want to walk out with you. No, he had it because I had to go to the metro and I and I thought well, it would be nice if he walked me to the metro. No, right. He was going in another direction to his car. And then he called that evening. And he said, have you heard of the word cuffing? And he said, yeah. He said, there was this woman I'd gone out with three different times, once a month. I, you know, I liked her company, but she worked all around the world, and I figured nothing was going to come of it. And she called me and said, hey, I'm going to be in town from now until January. You would be a perfect cuffing partner where you do this with me. I said, oh, so when did you find this out? He goes, well, I did know at the time when we went to the gallery today, but I didn't think it would be appropriate for me to bring it up then. So I thought, you know, because she said she wants to do this with me and I wanted to be kind to you, I thought I'd tell you I'm not going to be dating anybody else and I'm going to be doing this with her. And I said, out of curiosity, where does she live? 
He said, 10 minutes from me. I said, mm-hmm. He said, honestly, he goes, I know there's algorithms. There are definitely men who are in your parameter within a few miles from you. Believe me, you'll find them. Bottom line, he's looking for convenience. Wow. So you think his big sticking point was geography? Oh, yeah. He's only been out for two, you know, for a year and a half. And I've been out for 15. Yeah. And so he is a totally, he's still in the, hey, I'm having fun. I'm I'm a great guy. I, you know, he's saying how he, you know, people are asking him to go to black tie events and this and that. And he's all connected. And that's great. You know, he's just totally enjoying his singlehood. Though he says he wants to get married, but he's in a different place that he's where, you know, there's, we're dime a dozen, though we're lovely. I'm okay. I am trying to stay calm and non-judgmental, but I find myself getting really annoyed. If I had not inserted myself into this. I wonder if we really would have had a second date. To me, he seemed like the perfect partner. Um, charismatic, um, very comfortable with himself, easily able to be in a group of people. We both enjoyed culture, basically around the same age group with our kids. Um, and in the fact that he worked with um, companies and helped boost them and so forth. So how do you feel about the fact that he called you and like told me? Yeah, like kind of ended it that way. It was better than if he had ruined it at the end of the date. By the way, I'm not going to see you anymore. I'm seeing somebody else. Um, but I said, had you known any of this even before our date? And he goes, no, I literally just found out this weekend. So somebody calls him up and says, hey, let's cuff. OK, let's. She's she's up here. You know, it's, you work for a company that travels you around the world. You're up here. I'm not up there. He's up there. I want to stop you right now. Don't think that he is better than you are. I think he thinks that that's what he wants. Right. And I am perfectly fine with who I am. And I felt that there is this levels and I, would, I wasn't hitting his and then that just tells me they're not my person. Yes. And so I, that's fine. There's, it, it puts me closer because I found things that I liked. And so it lets me know, you know what? There are still people that will fill those things, but that's not your one. And you're not going to change for him. And that if I'm too far, okay. Because I've talked to other men who will say, I'm coming. Where should I meet you? Right. Uh, so I know I've been in it long enough that I'm not changing myself for any person. I want to feel wanted as much as I want them. Okay, I have thoughts. The first being, is an obligatory second date better than no second date? I don't think so. I think Rob may have misunderstood the whole point of this. This was like a dating while grade laboratory experiment. I went to observe and report back. I wasn't trying to shape the outcome. And can we talk about the word cuffing? I know what it means, but I didn't realize anyone ever actually used it in normal conversation. Like, hey, let's cuff. Though I suppose that might be more fun than saying, I like you, let's be exclusive, length of our relationship to be determined. No slam on Rob though, I appreciate that he opened himself up to the scrutiny. I checked with him. He didn't want to comment further on the dates he had with Anne. I respect that. He did agree to provide an update on his romantic life, 
after he cuffed and then uncuffed with the woman he told Anne about. A friend of mine introduced me to a woman who had been recently separated and asked me to give the woman coaching because she was just getting back into the dating scene and not looking forward to it. So we had a first meeting and I shared all the lessons I had learned from dating. And then she suggested we have a second meeting. It turned out in the second date, I found out she actually liked me, which I had not really planned for. And that led to a third date and a fourth date and then a fifth date. So now I had been looking for somebody I thought for the next 30 years of my life and dating until I decided somebody wasn't right. However, this woman had had a number of health issues in the past and was determined to just live every day to the fullest and not make big plans for the long term. Consequently, we started making plans a few weeks out. Then we started making plans three or four weeks out when there was a play I wanted to see. Then eventually, after six months of being together, we agreed to cuff through the rest of the year for five more months. Since then, we've been together a total of 10 months, and by planning ahead, we've been able to take trips together, organizing them in advance. We've learned to cook with her friends and my friends. She's really close to her family, as am I, and we've developed a wonderful relationship. So I have found that focusing on finding the right mate for 30 years, perhaps the best way to do it is to find somebody you just want to keep going out with. I guess we'll see. Thanks, Rob. Best of luck to you. As for Anne, she told me she's still online. She's still going out. She still hasn't found the one. Her journey continues. Speaking of journeys, with this episode, it's a wrap for 2023. We're going on hiatus until February, when we'll be back with new episodes, plus a Dating While Gray radio broadcast special with American Public Media. You can follow the Dating While Gray Facebook page for more information and check with the program director of your local NPR member station. You can also go to datingwhilegray.com, click the contact tab at the top of the page to learn how to get in touch via email and voicemail. Can I just say, I really hope you do. I love hearing from you, whether it's suggesting a show topic, answering a call out, responding to something you heard on the podcast or read in the e-newsletter. Thanks for the reminder. What a beautiful song. Hi, Laura. I'm a big fan of your show. I haven't missed an episode. Hi, Laura. I love your show. Um, I wanted to tell you that that episode with Nancy and Luis was so amazing. And it shows that if you try something new, which you never thought you would do, that it could change your life. I just finished listening to All That Glitters, and thank God you had Veronica on. I think it's, you know, a tragedy that uh, there's this, these popular shows that promote the grooming of women so that they're chosen by a man, and that that is part of the value of who they are. 
Veronica is a great example of a woman who is self-made, self-defined. She has self-respect. She has honor, integrity, and dignity. And, you know, removing herself from the cast of that senior bachelor show, I think, is a fine example of uh, her strength as a woman and knowing who she is. I think it might be nice to find love one last time, but also like you, I have a lot of mixed feelings about dating. Actually, I'm terrified. Um, I'm working out my point of view by going back to stand-up comedy here in New York City where I live, something I used to do in my 20s and 30s. I'm having a blast finding the humor and getting older, letting my hair go gray, being divorced twice, and analyzing what went wrong in my relationships. I would love to share some of my laughing while gray point of view with you and send you some clips of recent performances. Just wanted to say I can hardly wait for tomorrow's episode about The Golden Bachelor. I watch it and I'm gagging and rolling my eyes at Gary and all his love, love, love and those poor women falling for it. Hi, Laura. This is Pat. I am 74 years old and have been a widow for the past six years. My husband and I were married for 34 years and he was 21 years older than I. We had a wonderful relationship and he was the love of my life. I am not looking for love like that again, but I do hope to be able to find someone. Thanks so much for this wonderful podcast. It has meant a great deal to me, and I always look forward to it. Food for thought. Love the podcast. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Thanks so much. Love your show. Bye. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the voice. Thanks again, and I will listen to you tomorrow. Thanks for your fantastic program. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, everyone. We'll meet here again soon. Dating While Gray's audio production and mix is by Steve Lack Audio. For more on the show, check out datingwhilegray.com. That's where you can find the latest episodes, plus the archive of previous episodes. You can also find links to send me questions, comments, tips, and true stories through email and voicemail. You know I love hearing from you. While you're there, sign up for the free Dating While Gray e-newsletter delivered every Friday to your inbox. That's datingwhilegray.com. I'm Laura Stasi. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.